Hi, everyone. Welcome to a Rocky Star podcast. I'm Brian Argot. On a Rocky Star podcast, I talk to guests from all around sports to talk about their life journey to sports because that's what I love to do. I love digging deep into people's backgrounds and what got them interested in sports. I always talk to them about how they got started and where they are today. And we also dig into a little bit of sports as well. We do have some sports talk sometime. Uh, but today I am talking to a UFC fighter. His name is the gifted Gabe Green. He just won his second UFC fight and he's on his way up to the top. We talk a lot about his story and how his regiments have been working and how COVID has affected him and his training because COVID actually set him back a few weeks before his most recent fight. So he only had about five weeks to actually train before he fought at UFC 258 against Philip Rowe in the prelim fight. And, uh, and he even takes us back to his first fight as a kid in uh, high school. And, uh, you know, Gabe is just uh, one of those guys. He's really cool. He's a happy-go-lucky kind of guy. And he, you know, just doesn't take anything for granted. He is all about living life and about working really hard. And you I really love this interview today with uh, Gabe, and I hope you guys all enjoy it too. Please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and share the show with those who love sports. I hope you guys enjoy this interview with the gifted Gabe. Yeah, no, I just got done practicing right now and got home, so chilling. Nice, man, nice. Uh, How long do you usually practice for? All day. I do a morning practice for a couple hours. Uh, then sneak over to do like crowd therapy or get a massage and then um, do like my cardio session for the day, a strength training session. And then I go back to practice at night after a little nap. Shit, man. It's a whole, it's a whole grind. Yeah, for reals. Do, do people kind of misinterpret that for like fighters? Like, uh, as in like, like, do they think that fighters just, Oh, train for a couple hours a day and then they just like go home and, I don't know, play video games. Uh, I mean, they probably do. I feel like I, I, I kind of work out an excessive amount too. I, I think I work out a little bit more than the average person, but you know. What what's is a good thing, and it also showed in your most recent fight. Yeah, no, I mean it's. I'm pretty late to the game. I started fighting like six years ago, but I had to take two years off due to injury. So. Um, Really, I've only been training for like four years, and uh, most of the guys I'm fighting have been training for like a decade or more, <laughs> or been training since they've been kids. So I feel like I'm behind, and I'm like, I gotta make sure I'm really busting my ass to make sure that uh, I can perform in there. No oh, man, hell yeah, that's that's uh, how you do it. How did you first of all get into fighting? Uh, so I was always, you know, kind of into it. I would talk about it with my friends. We'd uh, box in the backyard and stuff like that, and. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was kind of good at it, but uh, no training. And then just one day, one of my friends from high school told me that uh, he uh, was going to go train at this gym in, in Seal Beach. And I was like, uh, you know, I was like, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to do it. Um, I just messed up my shoulder and I was a little hesitant um, after I, I think I took off like a year and a half or so to, to rehab it. And it was just getting better. And I was like, you guys are like wrestling and stuff too, right? And he was like, yeah, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get picked up and slammed on my shoulder. He was like, ah, oh, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You know, just just come check it out. And I was like, all right. And then just walked in there and then it was a wrap. Just since then, I've been there every single day. Wow. How old were you at the time? 22. 
two, I believe. Oh man. Yeah. Wow. That, that is not easy to do, man. Yeah. No, I mean, my coach says I'm gifted or something. So that's my nickname, but I don't know. I think I just, I'm just giftedly or gifted with a work ethic more than anything. I just try really hard. Hey man, that always will stand out. What, what was it like when you first got your like official fight or amateur fight? Uh, my very first, I was in there for, I hadn't even been training that long. I think my, I walked in there and my coach was like, hey, let's do a jiu-jitsu tournament. I was like, oh, you sure, why not? I think I've been training for like a month. And then I got gold in that in the first jiu-jitsu tournament. And then um, after that, he was like, what about a fight? I was like, I mean, I'm already here training. I might as well. And he had me, uh, and I, I was super confident going into the first one because uh, um, he had me training, like sparring with pros pretty much from the beginning. So like the to go fight an amateur, I was like, oh, these guys are going to be a breeze the the pros i was fighting with in particular were uh amateur champs at the promotions that i was fighting at amateur wise so i was like i'm fighting guys that are past you know like the the top level of these places already and i work with them every single day and i mean don't get me wrong like they they kick my butt sometimes but i didn't make it easy for them so i was like I, this this should be nothing and then i did pretty good i went six and oh as, as an amateur like my first first year of training um and yeah it was fun Wow. And then you, uh, you go from doing that, then you started fighting, was it in uh, Bellator, sorry, Bellator, or what was your first official fight? Uh, so pro, uh, pro, I, I did, I did lower, uh, the like regional circuit first. And, uh, I did, uh, my very first fight was like for 800 bucks at a little show, uh, called fight club OC, um, at the hangar in Costa Mesa. And, um, it's, it's a pretty cool place though. It, they fight Thursday nights and it's uh they do a half boxing, half MMA. Okay. Um, and, and uh, yes, yeah, so I did there. I did that for two fights. Um, then got uh, fought for Bellator for a couple of times. And then I would go in between Bellator and um, another promotion called CXF. Were you thinking that $800 is a lot of money to you when you got your first No, fight? it was huge. Well, because when, I, when I'm amateur, I wasn't getting paid anything. So I was like, $800, <laughs> rich. I was like, heck yeah. <laughs> Especially like, I mean, don't tell anybody, but I'd pretty much fight for free because I like doing it so much. So $800, I'm even like sick. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, 800 bucks was like, it, it was big. I was like, oh man, I'm actually getting paid to go in there and, and you know, go hit hit somebody. Right. I always forget because the way they give you the check is you go get checked by the doctor and the doctor hands you the check right after you get seen by them, regardless if you win or lose or whatever. Wow. And um, the doctor's checking me. He just goes like, oh, here you go. And he has me a check. I'm like, oh, man, I got paid to do that. That's this beast. Why do the doctors uh, hand you the check? It's interesting. I think it's just because you're you're required to see the doctor. So it's just that, like, that's the last person you're required to see before you can you can leave. Like, so it's just to make sure that you go see the doctor. If you because it's just, you know, liability reasons. If you don't right. go see the doctor and something happens, you know, it's like the doctor has to make sure that you're you know good to go for everything. So I, I I think it's just liability reasons. That that makes more sense. When when did you get your first official like fight? As in like probably like as a teenager. Uh, what was that? When did you get in your to in your first official fight? Like like oh, when like you're like ever? a teenager? Yeah yeah. yeah. Like in when my, you're like in my whole life. When you're like yeah, I like was, uh, I like kicking people's asses. <laughs> it was uh yeah yeah um. Well, like like I said, we would do like sparring matches and stuff, but like an actual fight fight. Um, I guess the first one was my the one 
it was the weirdest story. Um, he moved from Oregon and he sat behind me in history class. And um, before class, he was arm wrestling everybody. And uh, he was beating everyone. And then I, I like walked over there and I was like, oh, like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm wrestling people. I was like, oh, let me try. And then I beat him. And he was like, oh, I'm left-handed. So I was like, okay. And then I beat him with my left arm too. And then for some reason he was like, but I could, I could kick your ass after I was like, well, that's the random. I just beat you in arm wrestling. I'm not saying that. I'm stronger than you, so I can beat you up. I just I don't know where these thoughts are coming from. And um, my mom worked for the school district that I attended, so um, I tried to be a good kid and and not not do anything to put a you know anything on her name that was bad. Um, so I just like you know, I sat there, but like every day for a week, he was like, "Oh, you're scared to fight me? I'll kick your ass." And I was just getting annoyed. So then I like turned around. I was like, "Dude, if you want to fight?" I'll fight you. Like, that's fine. I don't, I don't care. Just meet me over here after school and, and, and I'll whoop your ass. And he was like, no, it's through Friday. I was like, whatever. Um, but I guess he was like fighting a lot of people. He was challenging like people. I don't know. He was just trying to be a tough kid or make a name for himself in school or something. Um, Cause he actually um, called out one of my friends to fight too, um, coincidentally enough and um, knocked him out um, the day before he was supposed to fight me. So at that point I was like, Oh, now I got to beat Joe cause beat up my friend too. And um <laughs> Yeah, the fight was like 30 seconds long. I like threw a, a hook, I, then he swung at me, I moved out of the way. I threw another hook and like wobbled him and then came in with some uppercuts and he was like, no, 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 stop, 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 stop. I was like, oh, this guy. I was a little, <laughs> at that point, I was a little mad. I was like, you could talking all that shit all week. You could at right. least let me, you know, do something. It was like 30 seconds long. But yeah, at that point, especially like my friend, uh, he would get into fights a lot, so and when he would beat up a lot of like honestly beat up a lot of people so for him to get knocked out by the guy and then i just totally destroy him i was like i guess i'm pretty good at this stuff wow man <laughs> that's that's funny it's like you think about that you know what is it probably like a decade later you're like oh wow that actually yeah, goes just, back to my roots <laughs> just a, just about a decade later cruise <laughs> oh man what was it like in your first official like ufc fight man like what's going through your head uh, so like my first UFC fight, I took on four days notice and, oh, and wow. it was, yeah, I had, so in 2018, I was like on a like killer streak fighting. And, um, I, I used to fight like six times, five to six times a year, just boom, 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 racking them out every get out of camp, going to another camp. And, um, I was doing great, but on my last fight, um, in 2018, I, I messed up my hand and I needed surgery on it. And then, um, while I was in there, I had him look at my shoulder because it's been bugging me for a super long time. And then it turns out that I needed surgery on that as well. Oh, and um, the UFC actually called me like the day after they, they or uh, the day after I had like my MRI, they told me exactly what was going on. And they were like, hey, we want you to, to fight uh, Gilbert Burns at 155. And I was like, oh, well, that sucks. You know, like I just got told, uh, I think I, I just got out of my cast for my hand, but like my shoulder was still no good. So I was like, that's, I really want to go, but I can't right now. So I, I turned them down and then um, was waiting for my shoulder surgery. And I think the day after my shoulder surgery, they, they asked me to fight some, some other guy. They're like, Oh, come fight. And I was like, I, I can't, man. You guys, why don't you guys hit me up when I'm good to go, man. Stop hitting, <laughs> stop, stop hitting me when I can't. Um, so then, uh, and then I just, you know, was going through rehab, getting my stuff ready to go. Um, you know, I really thought I was going to have to fight somewhere else like once or twice to, you know, prove that I was, I was good, you know? Right. Um, but then um, I, th I got back in the gym, started training again and then COVID happened. So uh, 
I stopped training because everything got closed down. So I think in the in the span of two years, I probably trained like six weeks. But oh, uh, yeah, and then I got called to fight for the UFC, and my coach was like, "Hey, they want us in Vegas by, um, uh, I think it was like by like two o'clock or something like that." Um, no, it was twelve. He's like, "They want us in Vegas by 12 Do you like you you want to fight? And I was like, "Heck yeah, let's roll!" And like, <laughs> I didn't even see my coach. I didn't even see my coach in four months. Like I hadn't been work. I'd just been running, but you know, as long as my body was working, I was like, I'm gonna go, I'm, I'm going. And then, um, so that, that whole first fight in the UFC was very, uh, it's almost like a blur. Cause I had a, uh, we, as a fighter, we have to have uh, MRIs and CAT scans and um, blood tests and all this stuff just to make physicals, to make sure that we're um, there's nothing wrong with this going into a fight, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, we have to get cleared for it. And, uh, so for that one, my the entire week while I was supposed to, like, the, I just saw my coach for the first time in four months, and I would like to do, you know, some work with him to kind of sharpen up. But even that, I didn't get to sharpen up as much as I wanted to because, like, I'm running around doing um, my, my blood work and all this other stuff. And so I think I trained, uh, yeah, I got, I got like, like four hours, four solid hours of training Holy for shit. that last month. <laughs> Man. And then uh, the guy I fought was uh, – he, he was on a, a spree in the UFC, all, all finishes, all knockouts. Yeah. And then um, I took it on four days and I, I went the distance with them. And we actually set a record for most punches or strikes landed in a, or fifth most strikes landed in a welterweight fight in, UFC, in the UFC. So it was a banger. Man, um, you, yeah. you, get, you getting called on short notice has become a thing for you. <laughs> uh, I mean, no, no, no. Well, no, not really. It was, it it was that time. Twice a year? Or one, the once? No, so like this last one, uh, that was the that was the first fight in the UFC. The, the second fight, uh, the fight that I just did recently that I won, um, they actually, it was the opposite. They gave me like way ahead, like uh, advanced notice for that one, um, saying they offered me the guy and, and I took it. The, the only problem was I like signed that contract while I was still injured because I ended up uh, – I was, uh, after my last fight, uh, after the, the first UFC fight, I was getting back in sync, you know, like, uh, you know, getting all polished up, you know, back in the gym, gyms were open, uh, our gym was opened again, you know, I was getting my work in and everything and I was getting super dialed in. Um, but then I tore my MCL. So I had to take a couple, I took a couple months off. Wow. And then, um, right when my MCL was good, it was, uh, they like, the doctor was like, yeah, you know, go for it. Just don't push too hard. Go back to the gym did a little bit of, uh, I was doing like mostly stand up. I didn't really want to, to, to wrestle standing up, uh, and like some jits, but I didn't want to do any stand up rounds where like, I, it might get put in a weird position. And then the first day I was like, you know what? All right, let me, let me, let me try the wrestling thing. My coach is like, you know, just take it easy. And then, but it was feeling really good. Go through the whole practice. Then the, like the last round, um, uh, one of my friends, goes I like shoot on him but he tries to get a guillotine and I like go to like to flare him but when I flare him he catches my leg so now he's like has like a standing guillotine and I was like so I'm like choked getting choked right here and I was like oh, I'm just gonna posture up so I go to posture up and as I did that as he's cranking me down my rib just went pow oh my god it was just a super loud pop and my coach looked at me he thought it was my knee because it was, it was it was really loud I was like no it's, it was the rib and he was like and I had broken this rib before too. So he was like, did you break it? I was like, no, I don't, I don't think so. It didn't feel like I broke it, but you know, yeah. I'll let you know in the morning. Yeah, I was going to say, you probably and felt then, it the um, next day. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I like, I was just like, damn it. And um, I'd already, you know, signed the contract to, to fight uh, the the guy at that point. And I was looking at my time frame, and I was like, all right, you know, 
I, I got, I got a couple months here for the rib to be good. I think I was like, I'm, I'm still, I, I want to fight him still. And my coach was like, you know, like, well, well, we have a lot of time, you know, we'll, we'll take it day by day. And if you have to pull out, you have to pull out. So, right. so I just went on and I just didn't really train. And then, but then I got COVID too. And then I had to take two more weeks off. Right. But like I, I just started training again with my rib and then I got, I got COVID. So I was just like, damn it. And then I uh, took, you know, like two weeks, three weeks off right there and, and then got back to training. So I only got, I got like five weeks for the last guy, not because they didn't give me, it was last minute. They gave me a bunch just, of time, just that, like a, a series of unfortunate events. Yeah, man. Seriously, just stupid, dumb luck against like all this other stuff, man. Uh, not luck, but uh, bad luck, <laughs> man, against all this yeah. stuff. Uh, it's like what what like during those five weeks what is your training like are you training like just like non-stop every day uh yeah for for a camp it's i like to live my life kind of like in a uh, whenever i'm training it's kind of like i'm in camp the whole time i'd rather stay in shape and ready for a fight at at all times um i really don't take my foot off the gas um that much so it, it really was just it wasn't anything super special it was me just kind of getting back into my regular routine uh however you know i was still taking it kind of easy with the whole rib thing it was still it's still honestly a little uh a little tender in certain positions when i'm when i'm trying to do stuff uh but it, it's it's feeling a lot a lot better than what it was for sure because right. at first like at, even if someone just kind of laid on top of me um when we were on the mats i was just like oh like, get off man you're putting a lot of pressure <laughs> on this thing yeah, I can imagine how painful that is. I'm, I, uh, you know, you only he hear about it a lot, you know, in like football or something like that when someone cracks a rib and it's like, you just hear the amount of pain that they kind of go through. But it's like, when they into like, when you hear it pop, I was like, it's pretty, pretty nasty thing to hear. Yeah. Yeah. No, like the worst part was like, uh, getting out of bed, like that first, like, you know, just like, yeah, terrible. I was just like, kind of wanted to just kind of like roll instead of even getting up because just that that bend like that was just that's the worst part. It's bad. Oh man, who who was some of your favorite uh, fighters watching uh, growing up? Uh, I was a big fan of boxing, so it was a uh, like Ali and Tyson were always some of my favorite um, as far as boxing goes. And then in MMA, it was like GSP, Anderson Silva. I'm a really, I'm a really big fan right now of, of, even though he's, you know, retired, but everything that Henry Cejudo did too, yeah. like, I mean, super good. Man. Yeah. It's like, you know, do you think you carry some of the, the mindset of watching them into your fights? Uh, yeah. I mean, to an extent. Yeah. I mean, I, it's weird. Cause like, so my very, uh, the two people I liked the most, um, before I started fighting, I didn't even know about you know, kicking and wrestling that much, uh, before I started jumping into MMA. So it was like all boxing for me. So I was always thinking like, I want to fight like Tyson and, and Ollie at the same time. And their styles are so like, so different, but, um, you know, like I want to be like elusive and in your face, but still kind of float around and it, it doesn't <laughs> make any sense. But I mean, I think I kind of do it honestly, like a little bit. So I, I get what you're saying. And I, it's kind of, yeah, it's, it's like what I would try to do. Yeah. And watching your fights too. I mean, it's, uh, you're the floating around and the Tyson just going to the brawling, you know, you kind of see like where it, it kind of comes in from. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, it, it's a hard thing to do, but I think, I think, um, 
I got the handle of it a little bit and it's only going to get better the more I train. Oh yeah, man. I, I definitely agree. Hopefully like, you know, you don't run into any bad luck this year as it goes. Forward. No. Oh yeah. For real. It's like not knock on wood, like no more injuries. I just, especially I was, you know, I was getting dialed in before the injury. And then luckily right before this fight, um, my first like two, three weeks of training, I was like, Oh man, kind of suck right now. I was like, I was so off. Like I'd lost everything. Um, but then, then one day I practiced things just started clicking and I was like, okay, no, like I, everything's back. Sweet. And I was just getting dialed in right before the fight. So that's why I'm already back to training and stuff. They want to lose that like momentum. I just, I'm dialed in right now. So I want to stay dialed in and not take any time off. Yeah. And, and like, how did COVID really like mess with, mess with your body and, uh, you know, just mentally. Uh, it mentally didn't hurt me that much. It was, it was literally, I didn't think it hurt me, uh, until I did like a really hard sparring session. I was, um, I always got super, like naturally pretty good cardio. And, um, so I'm like never tired, uh, super fortunate to have that but after covid my first time i sparred i was like breathing hard and i was just tired and gassed in the round and i was like so confused because this is how everyone usually feels when i'm pushing the pace on somebody <laughs> and i was just like what the heck and my coach was like it sucks huh that's like what you do to everybody i was like well, but why is it happening to me and he was like it's it's got to be covid that's the only thing that's different you know and i was just like well, that sucks. And, um, but we just started, we just started hitting uh sprints real hard and trying to like open up my lungs and get them back to how they're supposed to be or how they, how they usually are. And the, when I was doing sprints, man, I've never like, I'll sprint hard and I'll be tired and, and taxed and like go to the point where like, I'm almost going to like throw up, like, and I sprint hard when I'm doing my sprints, but I was doing sprints and it almost tasted like there was like metal metal or like blood when I was like pushing that, that sure. hard. I was like, I've never, that's never happened to me before. And I was, uh, the first, first like two weeks of me doing sprints, I was coughing up nasty, like mucus. And that was just, I guess it just lingering stuff from when I was sick, um, with, with COVID. But yeah, I, I got through that. The, then sparring with, uh, sparring got easier and easier once I had like my natural, um, uh, cardio levels up again. And um, they, if they feel pretty good right now, if right now at this point, almost like back to normal. Yeah, no, definitely. Because I even heard about it. I don't know if you uh, watch too much football, but like when some of the players got COVID, you know, and they, you know, Pat finally got the, cleared the protocol. It, it took them a few weeks to like get back on track, you know, and you could see it within their performance too. Yeah, no, it's, it's, and it's, that's, that if anything mental that's where the mental part kicked in. in in my head i'm like go 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 like I, I should be able to do this and my body's just like nah no nah, we're not gonna do it today so that's that's what it was like what you, <laughs> like i want to go and it just it just wasn't having it but yeah i i've uh been hitting it hard since and then uh getting ready into the fight i, I was pretty comfortable with what the levels were at even though i didn't think they were quite as um, I was quite as good as I usually am as far as like the cardio department goes, but right. right now, you know, I've been right back to practice. So it's feeling a little bit better now. And it's, I think it's, it's only going to continue to get better. Like everything else. Yeah. How do you going into a fight? How do you meant to prepare yourself? Like, uh, what, like, is there anything like a song that you listen to? How do you prepare yourself mentally? Uh, like to get ready for a fight. I mean, I just, 
I, I, I mean, I talk to myself. I'd be like, oh, you know, you got this and everything like that. It's, I don't get super psyched out or, or in my own head about fighting. Um, some people are kind of like nervous and, and scared to go out there and, and fight, but like practice sucks and training sucks and not eating food sucks. All that shit sucks. But right. actually fighting, going out there and fighting and like being able to put my skills on display and do that, that's like the most fun thing I've ever done in like my life. So uh, I'm, I'm almost like too happy to get in there. I'm like, oh, like, like giddy, like a schoolgirl, like, oh, I get to go. You know, I get, to, I get to, <laughs> it's, I feel like, and I can't even sleep the night before. It's like a kid before Christmas. I'm just like, yeah, 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 yeah. I get to go. I get to get, to, I get to go. Like even when my, so I walked out second this time and my opponent's walking out. And even as he's walking out, I'm like, like, oh yeah. Like it's almost time. It's almost time. It's almost time. And then my song comes out and I'm like, yes, like, oh, I get to go. And then we're standing right next to each other. And all I'm thinking is like, oh yeah, I'm about to fight right now. I'm going to have so much fun. So yeah, nothing, nothing really like it. Nothing really gets me. I'm just super excited to get in there and just, you know, just fight. Yeah. Yeah, man. That, that's, that's awesome. That's, that's a great feeling to have. Cause I, I think what you're kind of describing is like a full, you know, you get into this like flow state for, for yourself. And, you know, it's like, you, you hear like athletes, you know, who just, just like, you know, watching Tom Brady, you know, go out there and win the Super Bowl. It's like, he gets into like this flow state. And it's like, you know, it sounds like what you're getting into, you know, get, you're just getting ready for that fight. Like, I can't wait to go out there. Cause like, you know, you're, you're already like in your, in your mind is this like connected with, like with every parts of your body. You know, it's like when people get scared, like that part shows, you know? And it's uh like, no, this- yeah. And that's, and that's one thing. Yeah. I was, I was just extremely, when I did my last fight, um, with with d-rod my first ufc fight i didn't i think i got into the the flow state a little bit but it was it was a, like into like the second round versus you know like being right out there because i was like a little uncomfortable i hadn't i hadn't fought in two years i hadn't like you know and everything was hitting me like emotions like because being in the ufc is a big deal you know and and i didn't ever know if i was i didn't ever know if i was going to be there and all of a sudden i was there after not fighting for so long so everything was hitting me all at once. But this time I was like, like, oh yeah, no, like I got this. I deserve to be here. Like, let's go. <laughs> and I was just super, super comfortable. And now I got another 15 minutes of, of cage time. I know I'm going to be even more comfortable for the next one. Yeah. So I was going to say, what is I, what is the next uh, step? Did you know when you'll have your next fight? Uh, so I'm getting um, not LASIK, but uh, it's called PRK because uh, I guess the, commission doesn't allow you to fight and or certain commissions don't allow you to fight if you get LASIK because they like cut a, a window in your eye um so I'm getting PRK it basically does the same stuff so but I'm gonna fix my eyes um I have that scheduled on um the 18th of March then that's like a 30 day um don't get poked in the eye uh do your best not to get poked in your in your eye uh lay off a little bit so i'll probably just be doing like bag work and mitt work for those 30 days because i'm definitely not gonna like just do nothing you know right and then um soon as the soon as i get um cleared from that though i'm gonna be right back into into camp so i mean i'm hopefully gonna fight again before before like june or or july is what i'm aiming for and then um i would like to get three this year even four if i could um like i said before i just live in the gym anyways and i'm stay ready for fights so I'm gonna be ready for whatever they have, and then um, hopefully, hopefully my next one—if not my next one, the one after that—I um, can actually have a crowd in there because it just makes the whole thing a bit better. 
Right, man. And I, I think, uh, you know, we're getting close to that. We're getting close to it, you know, um, especially like depending on where the fights are going to be at. States are opening up sooner. California will probably be last, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that uh, hopefully just as, you know, people get more vaccinated and we get the same one under control, there'll be definitely like at least 20 to 50% crowds in some places because I can, I can't imagine how like hard that is, you know, for you guys, because when I, when I watched the, you know, a few like even boxing or UFC, it's like, it's so quiet. And like, you could just hear each other, like hear people talking, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The only good thing is you can hear your coaches like crystal clear, like, right. and you know, that's cool. Cause you know, they're giving you like little tips and stuff, but I mean, I like, I love, I love my coaches. I love that I can hear them, but I, I think I would prefer to hear the oohs and ahs a little <laughs> bit more, you know, just, it just, it just, I mean, some people get psyched out about it, even at the highest level, like, you know, and it throws them out of their kind of zone state. But when I'm hearing oohs and ahs, I guess I'm just kind of more like a, I don't know, entertainer. And like, I, I like when everyone's like, Psh. at least when I'm out there doing my thing, I, I don't care if people are looking at me all the time when, you know, I'm outside of the cage, but when I'm in there and I'm doing, you know, putting everything out there on display and then I throw a right hand or something and it connects and everyone's like, Ooh, I'm like, Oh yeah. You know, that was a good one. And it really just, it keeps me, it keeps me zoned in and ready to work. Um, these ones, these last fights, it felt more like um, sparring matches, you know, where I'm out there and, and, you know, like I line something and I can hear it. I know it, it cracked hard, but there's not that extra like, Ooh, you know, like, or, you know, people say the randomest things to like break his neck, go kill him. And it's like, it's really funny, <laughs> but you know, yeah, I, I can't wait to be, especially in the UFC, you know, it's like, it's the, the biggest stage for, for MMA fighters and I'm there and I haven't got to experience it with, you know, the biggest crowd behind me. So yeah, super looking forward to that. Yeah, man. And one thing uh, that really stuck out to me when I was uh, watching one of your interviews and I'm paraphrasing this here. It's like, you're like, I never want to uh, let a fight go to the fifth round. You know, it's like, I'm going to give it my all and try not to ever let it go to the judges. Cause you want to decide your own fate. No. Yeah. For real. That's the, the most nerve wracking thing in the world is to be standing there with your, with your hand down, wondering if you did enough to, you know, uh, make three people think that you deserve to win. It's like, Cause I mean, you never know. You don't know if these are guys with like a jujitsu background or a boxing background and you just, you don't know what they're looking for. So yeah, I definitely, definitely try to finish every single fight. That's, that's why I messed up on this, on this last one. I had him, had him hurt like bad. Like he wasn't able to walk anymore in my, to the point that in my head, I was like, Oh, the fight's over. You know, like he, they're just going to stop it. He can't even stand anymore. Um, I should have just like took a step back and been like, all right, and hit him in the leg one more time. So it would have, it would have been over, but yeah, I was like, Oh, it, it's done. You can't, you can't walk. Um, so without, like I was, I thought it was finished. Um, and I didn't make, give them like a full reason to, to make them finish. I was being a little bit too nice, uh, for the, the highest level that I'm competing at. So, you know, mental note for that, definitely going to give them every reason to stop the fight on the next one. Right. Yeah, man. No, that's, that's definitely, especially like you mentioned, man, you never want to, you know, do the, like have that opportunity in there. You know, it's like Oscar De La Hoya did that with Tito Trinidad back in 99, you know, and uh, Trinidad didn't win the fight. Oscar yeah. yeah. You yeah. just, it's, it's, it's just, you know, especially I, when it really hit too was when 
um, they, they, I got my check and I was looking at it and then I was like, man, you know, it, it's a solid chunk of money and I'm, I'm very grateful for it. But I was like, man, that was, that was, I, I think if I would have done the, the, got the KO from just light kicks, cause it's not, it's so, uh, like, um, it's pretty rare to happen that, you know, I was like, that's like a 50 K performance bonus right there. I was like, I literally wow. took 50 K out of my pocket by, you know, like pulling back too. besides the whole, almost like leaving it up to, I mean, I won unanimous decision. Um, but I took a big chunk of money that could have helped not only me, but you know, like, you know, my family and stuff too. And I was like, man, what am I doing? If for, for, forget being nice and, and thinking like, Oh, it's over. I need to go out there and make sure I get my money. <laughs> I don't, I don't blame you, man. You know, it's like, you never know, you know, like when this stuff like is going to, you know, end or like, you know, or like take a shot, you know, it's like you mentioned you had COVID and, you know, it took you out for a little bit, you know, certain injuries and stuff like that. So yeah, man, I'm definitely excited to watch you going forward and seeing what you do next. What sort of advice do you have for fighters that, you know, might be in their, you know, if they haven't fought in all their life, you know, early twenties and they want to get into it, what kind of advice would you have for them? Uh, I would recommend that everybody, regardless if you think like, Oh, I want to go fight. Everybody in the world should learn martial arts. It's the best thing that you can do for yourself. It um, teaches you so many life lessons besides, you know, just how to defend yourself. Right. Um, but coming along with uh, the ability to defend yourself at all times, you have like just an actual level, like, level of confidence where you know you hold uh, your chest out and chin a little higher than than anything because you know you're just confident in everything that you do and it trans transfers over to, to everything that you can think of in life um but if you like were thinking that you actually wanted to compete i would say um only do it if you legitimately you know like love this stuff uh the pay is not good especially not in the beginning uh the hours are long. You're always tired. Um, Cause I mean, if you're, if you're serious about it, you're missing out on birthdays. All my friends would go. It's like I said, I started in college and you think, um, I mean, what do college kids do? I didn't do any of that stuff. I literally went from class. I was working, going to school full time and then training. So I would just, you know, get out of class, either go to work or go to the gym. And like, that was it. Just spent all my time in the gym and then my friends would be like, hey, let's go out. And I'd be like, no, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and go to practice. So, so I'm okay. And then it was like on a Saturday night, they'd be like, come on, you're not training on I, I don't train on Sunday. So they'd be like, you're not training on Sunday. And I'm like, man, I'm tired. I don't, <laughs> if you guys want to come over and just like eat some pizza or something and hang out and watch a movie, I'm down. But if you're trying to just get drunk, I'm like, I'm cool, you know? So they're, they're I mean, probably I, I missed you that. Shit. Yeah, you know, and, and you pizza. And, yeah, I mean that too. But I mean, I burn a lot of calories. So be I, right. um, yeah. But yeah, I, I miss. I my friends have like a, and they're still my friends. I mean, um, they've accepted me for my absentness and um, their kind of lives, and only being available when you know I have the time to be available. And I make you know that 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 time quality time for sure. But um, yeah, they they go on and on about stories that like they've done when they're tw in their twenties. I just sit in there like, man can't believe i missed all that i mean of course i mean now i'm in the ufc so everything's paying off and i'm like you know on my way to i mean i haven't made it yet you know definitely want to go towards gold but i missed i missed so much just that and and family events and stuff like that you know birthdays and they're like doing this and that i'm like oh no i got to train i have a fight coming up i can't i can't miss this you know um so 
it, there's a lot that comes with trying to trying to compete at the highest level and get there. So, you know, and you, and you need to do that in order to compete there. So if you're, you're trying to do it um, and you don't love fighting and you're thinking like, oh, I want to do it because I make a bunch of money, that's the wrong reason to take up fighting competitively. It's You, you got to love it because you want to make sure that, you know, you're happy with all the decisions that you made getting there and um, you're definitely going to miss out a lot um and it's it's got to be like something in here that just you know like that you're you're at ease with that and completely okay with you know like all right you know i missed all that but the fight window is only this big and i'm gonna give it everything i got so uh, you know i can't no more yeah yeah man i totally agree with you and i, I love how you pointed out the amount of sacrifices that you need to take you know because people you know they they had the fomo you know the fear of missing out and you know, uh, like you said, your friends are inviting you out and all this stuff. And it's like, you know, you, you stay committed. And I mean, the hard work is paying off, man. I mean, you're on your way and, <laughs> you know, and it's those lessons from then they're, they're, you know, the qual the lessons and the habits that you've instilled now that, are, you know, are really paying off, dude. And that, that's like, yeah, no, it feels, it feels really good to be collecting the fruits of my labor after, you know, doing all that stuff. Like, yeah, I think it, it and then that's, I mean, that's something too, you know, I'm, I'm now I'm in the UFC and, and there's, you know, so many fighters out there that, that are trying to get to where I am and fighters that never will, even though, you know, that's where they want to be. And um, so that's, that's why I'm, why you really got to love it too. You know, I'm, I'm lucky that I, I got here. Like, not that I, I didn't earn it, you know, I, I busted my ass every single time, every single point of the way, but um, there's guys out there that are really good and just never even get a shot in the UFC. So that's what, that's why you really got to love it. Cause it, you can't be worried. I mean, you're, you're focused on your destination, but you got to be loving like every single point of it in between too. Cause you might not even get there. And at the end of it, I mean, you're only confined for so long. And if you never get there, you got to be completely okay with going, you know, I missed all of that stuff, but right. I wouldn't have traded this life for anything else. It's so true, man. And you know, all the, all that stuff that you just said, you know, luck is always going to be 90% of whatever the hell we get into, man. I mean, whether it's a different career path or, you know, wherever we, it goes, you know, man, luck is always going to be a part of it, man. I mean, definitely like the hard work and stuff comes into it, but luck is always, you know, at the center and forefront of that. No, yeah, exactly. It's uh, life's crazy. It is, man. Life is nuts. Gabriel, is there anything else you'd like to say that you haven't already said? Uh, I mean, not much. If you guys want to follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, everything, it's Gifted Gabe Green. Um, and then just, you know, thank you for having me. I appreciate you. I hope you guys all enjoyed that interview with Gifted Gabe. This guy is awesome. You could tell he is just going to make it to the top regardless of what is in front of him. He has that work ethic and he just continues to grind at it. And he is very aware of everything that is around him. And he doesn't let this stuff get in his way and he doesn't make excuses. I mean, this is the kind of lifestyle and work ethic that you really need to have. If you're going to try to be a boxer or a fighter of any sorts, this is what you need. And there's a lot of life lessons that we can just take from this episode. I hope you guys all enjoyed that interview with Gabe. Go give him a shout out on Instagram at the gifted Gabe green or sorry, gifted Gabe green. 
Please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and share it with your fellow sports fans. You guys don't know how much I appreciate you and just for listening to this podcast because you could be listening to a lot more. Thank you guys and enjoy your day.